Over the past 43 years in the world of counseling and coaching and everything else that I've been doing for this long, one of the consistent issues that we have seen has been that of couples arguing on a regular basis. And since COVID and since the pandemic, oh my gosh, it's gotten so much worse. If I look at 43 years of practice and I say, what percentage of clients that I work with on, a let's say, a weekly basis 30 years ago that were in a consistent spat of arguing and they couldn't get past it, I would say, I don't know, maybe 10%. When we look at today, the number of couples that come in, and I'm so grateful they're coming in because we can't heal this stuff on our own. I mean, I can't heal it on my own. And I've been freaking been doing this for 43 years. When I get into any kind of relationship issue, when I'm in a relationship, I immediately go to my counselor, my therapist, because I just don't trust my own brain. My own brain can play tricks on me <clears throat> just like yours can. But this is something that has been so consistent, this arguing, people coming in and just at each other's throats. And yes, it has dramatically increased since COVID. But I want to share a success story because this is a story that can happen to anyone who's willing to follow the two tips that we did with this couple to help them move past this consistent, ongoing arguing. <clears throat> and the other thing is we have to remember, if you have kids, you're role models, man. You know, like they're seeing you and what they're doing is they're assuming that this is a normal marriage or a normal relationship. When you cannot control emotionally, I know we all have triggers, many of them from childhood. We all have different belief systems that can create triggers. We all have different past experiences in love that can create triggers. There's all kinds of things that can create triggers. But this couple had been together for a number of years, and it was within the first couple months that they started disagreeing on certain topics, and they would just blow up on each other, scream and yell, and nothing would ever get accomplished. So they came in and started working with me, and I said, oh my gosh, and the way I work with couples is a little different. I work with the husband separately, then wife, and I have videos on why we do that. We stopped 1996 doing couples counseling because, in my opinion, it's 99% of it is a waste of time. People are paying a counselor therapist to argue in their office, on the phone, on Zoom. It doesn't make sense. So we stop. We work with people one-on-one. -on -one. So this couple comes in, and I worked with them one time. And I do that with a lot of couples. I'll say, okay, I'll work with you once, but then after that, it's single. And for about 15, 20 minutes, you know, they were very kind and very nice to each other. And I said, you know, what are your major triggers? I asked one of them, and they said, and I said to the other one, what are your major triggers? And as the second person started to mention one of their triggers, the first person just spoke up and said, that's not a trigger. That's nothing. And the arguing began. And it's one of the reasons why I don't do couples counseling. But the story gets so much better. I worked with them for six months and I told them that the only way they're going to be able to shift the energy, shift this dynamic is if they do complete disengagement from these arguments. And it's not easy to do. The subconscious mind, especially once you've programmed it, that arguing is a part of our life. There's a cycle that we've talked about, the adrenaline addiction cycle in arguing, where that because you argue, argue regularly, every time you argue or fight, adrenaline is released. And if it's done enough, the body gets used to that adrenaline release. And when you don't argue, so let's say you go, you're usually arguing every four to seven days. And let's say you go 10 days, someone rolls their eyes and all of a sudden World War III happens because of the adrenaline withdrawal. I can get into more detail if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one at talkdavid.com. But so what I had this couple do is every time they started to get into that feeling, you know, in your gut, in your heart, in your head, like this is going south. One of them had to have the responsibility of just stepping away. 
getting in the car, going for a two-hour drive, whatever it might be. I didn't care. I said, write down a list of all the different ways you can disengage. So there's one person that's going to go into the office at home and watch a movie or read a book. Another person's going for a walk. Another option they had was going for a long car ride. Another option, I mean, they just kept coming up with options of what they would do when they reached that point of arguing and they don't want it to go any deeper. Now, they had about 30 to 45 days of a bear with this exercise because they were so conditioned to arguing. They both had to be right. So after that 45 days, we started to see a calming down where one of them would start to get really uptight and the other one would say, okay, time out, time out. I got to go for a walk. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. So I'm just going to leave right now. So we got them into this place that was so magical. They never thought they could get there, you know, where they could actually stop the argument before it turned into a war. And then we added the next thing. And I think this was the big turnaround. One day a week, they both decided to go into silence and to do self-care. So one day a week, one person would go into nature and they'd write their journal or write their poems or do whatever they would do. They would take the full day for themselves. Now, they did this because of the fact that they needed that space, right? And the other one would go and do their thing. One day a week of silence, one day a week of going and doing your own thing, your own hobby, hanging out with friends. Now, I'm not talking about one day a week where you go drinking and get blasted. One day a week, you go get stoned out of your mind. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about realistic goals, you know, where that he or she does this on their one day a week and he or she does this on the one day a week. Now, if you have children, you may have to split it up into half days that are just for you. You know, maybe you're going to go and meditate for several hours. Maybe you're going to join a meditation group or a relaxation group. Maybe you're going to jab or, or, or volunteer for Habitat for Your Humanity every Saturday. Or like my brother used to do, he used to volunteer at this amazing dog shelter of all abused dogs, you know. So, These are the two points that I want to make today. An incredible success story. Their relationship changed so dramatically. They can't believe it. Um, Now, I haven't worked with them in a couple months, but I remember one of them contacting me and saying, is there anything wrong if we go to two days a week of doing our own thing? And I go, oh my God, if you guys both agree on it and you're okay and it's not going to create any kind of conflict, yes, go for it. So they went nuts and they're doing great. If I can help you, I would love to. 80% of relationships in this country, according to the American Psychological Association survey, stated that they're in the worst shape they've ever been in. But we have tools to change that. We have tools to turn that around. Let me help you at talkdavid.com. And don't forget, there's four free books at talkdavid.com. 43 years now doing this work, and I still love it. Uh, You're tuned in to David Essel on buzzsprout.com. Go to buzzsprout.com and Google my name, and you'll find thousands of hours of interviews from my Sirius XM radio days all the way up to today. I'm David Essel. Have a beautiful day.